Good morning. This is our campus focus time, and it's intended to give us a little time together, a little teaching, and some thinking about ourselves as a campus, and uh, how can we better um, build the kingdom of God here um, in Wilmington. And for the next few weeks, we are going to talk about Elijah. And we're going to talk about Elijah and the way that he faced systemic sin and systemic injustice. And by systemic, I mean that kind of sin and that kind of injustice that is so built in that helping a person here and a person there and a person here, though good, does not actually get at the heart of the larger issue that is facing so many people in our culture and in our world. And we see in the Bible that facing these systemic issues was something that the Bible prophets and Jesus himself did, and Elijah also did. And I want to learn a little bit from Elijah regarding that. So for the next few weeks, we're going to look at 1 Kings 17, uh, 1 through 7, then we're just going to look at verse 1 today. So if you have a Bible nearby, and you can turn to 1 Kings 17. I'm going to have us look primarily at verse 1 today. This is the passage where, where Elijah first appears in the Bible. There is no introduction to Elijah in the Bible aside from the one that we are about to read. Again, 1 Kings 17, verse 1. And when he first appears, almost out of nowhere, he's appearing before Ahab, the king of Israel. And, he's, and here is his introduction. Now, Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. As you can see, the narrative gives no background to this guy, Elijah, except that he was from Tishbe of Gilead, which at that time would not necessarily have been a compliment. You know how today we say they're from the wrong side of the tracks, or we used to. Maybe your parents say that. My parents, oh, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. In Israel, there would have been the wrong side of the Jordan, the eastern side of the Jordan. And Elijah was from the wrong side of the Jordan. He was from Gilead, rocky, wildernessy, craggy area. People would have considered it to be rural and roughneck. Even more pejoratively, they would have considered it to be backwater, backward, if you came from Gilead. But Elijah hikes from this area on the opposite of the Jordan and presents himself to the king of Israel himself, the king of Israel who is reigning over a very, very dysfunctional kingdom, Ahab's kingdom was perhaps the most dysfunctional kingdom that Israel had ever seen. And he stands before Ahab and he says, I am here as an emissary of the living God, and until I say so, there will be no rain. Now we'll talk a little bit more about that message next week, but I want to talk a little bit about the idea of this guy named Elijah from Gilead coming before the king. We're meeting him here for the first time, but as the chapters continue and the story develops, we find that Elijah, backwater, raised in Gilead, Elijah, indeed rocks the system. He rocks the boat of Ahab's kingdom. He looks at systemic evil and he calls it out. 
And change happens because of the voice of Elijah. He would have made the proverbial evening news if evening news existed 3,000 years ago. Matter of fact, if, if, if cable existed 3,000 years ago, Elijah would have been everywhere on it during his lifetime. There were, there were, of course, no tabloids or Saturday Night Live or cable, but if there were, Elijah may have ended up on Oprah because of his charitable works for the widows and the poor of the community. He certainly would have been Times Man of the Year at some point because of the national um, movement that he led, but then right after that, he would have showed up on Israel's Most Wanted as a criminal. He certainly, certainly would have dominated the religious programming, but his acts also would have landed him on the Weather Channel and on Animal Planet, hence the Raven, which we'll talk about next week. His body mockery of pagan gods would have landed him on Saturday Night Live, and his simple cave dwelling would have shown up, of course, on HGTV. Flip this cave, can I say that? Flip. His disappearance at the end of his life would have spurned a, a horde of reporters to Jericho from the Huffington Post and National Enquirer trying to find what happened to Elijah. We heard there was a fiery chariot. Does anyone have a picture that we can Photoshop? The CIA would have been looking, after, looking into Elijah for threatening the life of the king. The CIA for hacking into the queen's secret plans the local authorities for violating the fire code multiple times. Even ESPN would have covered Elijah because of a feat of athletic prowess that he does at the end of the next chapter. Elijah would have been everywhere. And yet, in the book of James, in the New Testament, when Elijah is introduced as an exemplar of faith, the writer James says this, Elijah was just like us. Elijah was just like us. Before Elijah was swept away by a heavenly chariot, before he called fire down from heaven, before he raised a child from the dead, before he parted the waters of the Jordan, Elijah was just a guy from Tishbe who listened to the Lord and walked up to the king. Elijah was just like us. When we're faced with challenges of systemic injustice, when we, when we try to do any kind of work when it comes to systemic sinfulness, there's an overwhelming feeling that comes upon us. And the feeling tempts us to say, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. This, Christians, we must never say. We can imagine in Elijah's life and the lives of other prophets, if Elijah had said, when God called him from Gilead across the Jordan to go talk to Ahab, if he said, Lord, the sinfulness is so great, there's nothing I can do, then the rest of the stories of Elijah would not have happened. But when we meet him, he is already a long way from Gilead, and he's just like us. If we as Christians maybe not in word, but in action, decide there's nothing we can do about race and racism. 
If we as Christians decide that poverty is too complex, if we as Christians decide the educational system is too broken, then whom do we expect to stand and say, the Lord God lives? Who's going to say that if it's not us? Do we really expect someone else to stand before the systemic injustice and say, as surely as the Lord God lives? No one but us. If not us, then who? Now, I know that some of you are in the midst of this battle every day already, whether where you live or in your job or where you volunteer. So I offer you this encouragement for those who are in the midst of fighting systemic injustice. When we first meet Elijah, he is not introduced to us as anything special except he was filled with the Spirit and obedient to God. And as he continually was filled and was continually obedient, the power of God became more and more manifest in him. And so I encourage you, if you're already in the midst of this, to keep on going. Elijah was just like you. When we first step into the complexity of our culture and the sins of our culture, we are all unlearned, novice, backwater, Gilead-raised Elijahs. But we all can learn, we all can pray, and we can all speak. We must and can speak the truth of the living God. Elijah was just like you. Elijah was just like me. The question is, will we be just like him? Let's pray together. Lord, we are not ignorant to the challenges that we face in systemic injustice. And we're not ignorant to the complexity of it. But Lord, we resist and we even, and we even speak against the spirit that says, I can't do anything about it. Because we know, Lord, that entire communities of Christians who have said that have led have allowed cultures to go deeper and deeper into sin because there was no voice being spoken. Lord, may we be the voice as small and as Gileadic and Tishbitish as it might be. We pray that we would speak against injustice, against sin, even at the systemic level, that we would stand and say, we are here in the name of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.